Get ready. Get ready. For the Steakhouse. You're about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Steve Shabiro. We've been doing this a long time, and I know what you're thinking. You're so youthful and relevant. The young people come to you in droves. Sandra Golden. I know! And little did we know it meant two different things. Rusty Menzel. You don't treat people that way and make Rusty rocks. And Drew Butler. What are you going to say when it happens that I'm the man? It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Good morning, Atlanta. Welcome into the Steakhouse here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Alongside the queen herself. I mean, I have to get some new adjectives, but she is just the top of the mountain. Sandra Golden. I wore you out yesterday. How'd you feel leaving the show yesterday? I thought we had fun. Uh, Sandra, again, I mean, there are tables in life sometimes you get to sit at that you don't belong. And when I sit in a radio studio with you, that's a table that I'm sitting at that I don't belong. <laughs> You're so full of it. So, and that's uh, why I love you. And, and the chair that I'm sitting in for the person I sit here is also a table that I don't belong. But the food usually at his table is pretty good. So I love a table. Speaking of, great dinner last night. Went out to supper with some friends of mine, Meredith and Tom, my husband and I. And uh, Kaiser's over there, Kaiser's Chop House. Over I in have Springs. been. And uh, it was a one martini night. And my husband, who is a very y- bright young man, Convinced me that Belichick to Atlanta is a great thing. Uh-huh. So I'm just going to go there, and I'm going to be a great Falcons fan and bring us the Super Bowl. So wait, you're, you only had one martini? I'm a one-martini gal, on especially on a Thursday. Uh, I hope people are taking notes because I'm going to give you guys a quick lesson. Because martini math is like breast math. Okay. One is not enough, and three is too many. Did you get that? <laughs> one. Martini math is breast math. One uh-huh. is not enough, and three is too many. Aha. Uh-huh. Two is the perfect number. That's, uh, by the way, correct. You're absolutely correct. Now, three, I get it on a Thursday night, and you have to get up early Thursday in the morning. Thursday night, it's one martini, had a nice yeah. meal, and right. that's, that's, it's over. Yeah. But generally, two is the perfect number of martinis. Once you get to three, you're going to get really sloppy. Right. And, uh, Especially you, if you're a gin, gin and, drinker. And you asked me, the gin, it, um, a real martini is gin. Yes, a, a thousand percent. A, a mixture that's in a martini glass is not necessarily yeah. a martini. Yes, a you, true martini. You soft vodka martini, folks. You need right. to. You, we need to toughen up a little bit, okay? And I like my martinis bone dry. Very easiest way to make them: throw up the glass, chill it with ice, dump it out, put vermouth in the glass with ice, swirl it around, dump the whole thing out, pour the gin in, done. No olives. Drop three olives in, there and you're at a. Oh, the olives. Okay, yep, there you done. go. Well, that sounds delicious. Which is why I thought it was so nice of Mike Conti to set up a nice martini bar this morning with us, with omelets, a martini bar because it's. One of those Falcons Friday when the Falcons don't have a game, but we're on, like, game watch, okay? <laughs> By the way, can I ask you, and I've recently gotten into these, but those espresso martinis at the end of your meal are fantastic. They yeah. really are. They're we like, had a whole discussion. such a good, good dessert drink. I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that, that you're comfortable with ordering an espresso martini oh, because many on. men think that's a girl drink. It is a girl drink, but it's, 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 like, it's like dessert in a beverage form. Right. Like after you've, you know, had a four or seven or 12 bourbons, you know, at the end of the meal, it's your dessert. It's fantastic. Yeah, no, I agree with you, and I don't it's like sweet. them though to start. I don't no, like, like I don't it's so heavy. Yeah, I agree with you. You got a little coffee flavor in there. Everything yeah. is good. I um, was talking to Bo not when I first started here, and I heard him talk about these. Um, he does like sparkling ice with vodka, or he'll do a vodka. Excuse me, a, a, a cranberry juice and vodka, or a white claw. And I was like, you know, those are girl drinks, right? Yeah, but, like, I mean, but Bo's not really a man drinker. He, right, and he owns it. He's you know, be comfortable in who you are. 
Do y'all agree? Like, that's a girl drink if you're drinking? Right. Like, mm hmm. I mean, there are no laws with claws, but uh, nonetheless. And and here's the most unnecessary thing of all time they make white claw now non alcoholic. Just have salsa with a lime. What are we doing? It doesn't taste good. Like, to me, I don't love the white claw taste. I think people, if you're one of the people who needs to hold the can. (laughs) Yes. I, I just, you know, just to be in the party, yeah, I, I don't get it. Right. But just have water. So grab a mimosa because it's time to do nine at nine. Time to build the foundation of today's show with the top nine at nine. Nine on the steakhouse. So what Sports is this? Radio 92.9, the game. Coming out early. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> too excited. What does the second interview with Bill Belichick look like? Um, They are at this point now laying out the staff. Who's your OC? Who's your DC? Um, things of that nature, I think. And and yeah, I would tell you that the conversations are much more beyond, you know, what is what do you view as wrong with the team? How do we fix it? What do we like? You know, I, I think you're now at a point where you're starting to put pieces in place that put this whole thing in motion. Um, m- most of the national uh, sports talkers' uh, narrative is all about Bill really interviewing the Falcons. It's not necessarily the Falcons interviewing um, Mr. Belichick, and he wants to know what kind of control he's going to have and why should I come here. Um, I don't disagree with that. I think a lot of that is happening. I, I am going to say this, and I said it yesterday on Twitter X, whatever it is. There are two facts that Falcons fans have to wrap their head around now that Bill Belichick is coming here. Number one, he's not coming here to relinquish control. Not happening. I agree. He's he's coming here to do it his way. At this stage of his life, he is not going to allow other people to infiltrate what he does. Mm-hmm. He's too old, too accomplished. So too... what's Terry Fontenot going to do up there? Terry Fontenot, my guess, and this is just me, my guess is, I mean, look, again, they publicly neutered him at the press, press conference. He's not the GM of the team. He's got the title, but he's not the GM of the team. He's, he's in charge of personnel. But general managers have a wider swath mm-hmm. than being in charge of personnel. So uh, Terry Fontenot will, will keep the title of GM in a certain role. And then my guess is eventually he will fade out of the organization. Yeah, find something better. All right, I mean, let's fly through some other stories because we're going to hit uh, okay. Belichick's story get to the other part at 920. Yep. Hawks are at the Heat tonight, 8 o'clock. Our pregame right here on your home of the Hawks begins at 730. If you want to go tomorrow night, you guys, the Cavs are in town. So if you want to head downtown, Miami is currently the sixth seed in the East at 24 and 17. Hawks are 17 and 23 in the 10 seed. Yeah. Dear uh, God. Yeah. And, and the Hawks are not a favorite, so you can actually bet them if you want. Uh, dogs. College hoops. Dogs heading to Rupp Arena tomorrow, you guys. Number eight, Kentucky. That's a 6 o'clock tip on SEC Network. Virginia comes to Georgia Tech. 6 p.m. they tip. And then Georgia State is at Georgia Southern. On Saturday, so enjoy your college hoops. And you guys, this is a real big deal for soccer fans. The opening match of the She Believes Cup will be U.S. Women's National Team hosting Japan on April the sixth. That is according to a person knowledgeable of the situation. AJC Chris is uh, Chris Vivlamore is reporting that. So what you need to know about that is tickets go on sale this morning. At, this morning. Okay, so if you want to go to that, that is a very very popular big deal. Also, FIFA is announcing. That on February the 4th, they will unveil the schedule and match locations for the 2026 World Cup. That is a big deal on February the 4th. Um, we want to be the media headquarters and Atlanta, of course, hoping for, the, hoping for the opening match. I went to my 
soccer guru, Garrett, and that's what he told me. So I know that's a big deal for soccer fans <laughs> everywhere, especially the girls' team coming, the women's national team. So heads up today, tickets should go on sale this morning. That's basically 9 at 9. The story is the NFL, Falcons, Bill Belichick. Uh, I mean, look, what did we say yesterday? If you can't be good, you better be interesting. And at a minimum, Belichick to the Falcons makes them very You're right. interesting. You're right about that. All right, when we get back, uh, the two things that Falcons fans better wrap their head around with Bill Belichick coming to Atlanta. That's next. In for Steak Shapiro. Alongside Sandra Golden, it is the Steakhouse here on Sports Radio, 9290 Game, 9290Game.com, and the Odyssey app. Find the game. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. It is time for prayer as we return here to the Steakhouse alongside Sandra Golden, Mark Zeno for Steak Shapiro. Sandra, we uh, we need some calm and serenity. That was and a serenity we, prayer. We've and come to that. I've come to that. Just I'm going to accept the things I cannot change. I'm going to be on board with Bill Belichick here for three years. He's going to bring in Kirk Cousins, whom I love. We're going to pay him $40 million. We're going to get a Super Bowl <laughs> in 2025. <laughs> I'm on board. Uh, I feel it. I don't know anything past the first sentence, but I, I would absolutely agree that that uh, uh, you know Bill Belichick coming here is a fait accompli at this point. Um, and I don't, I, I still don't understand fans' real issue with the whole thing. Uh, I, I mean, again, the way I'll continue to phrase it. I don't know if it's the right hire. I know it's not the wrong hire. You you are silly by saying over and over again you don't understand the fans' feeling. 28-3, to 3, Bill Belichick, everything the Patriots represent. He's 71 years old. I can give you a list of things why that me as a fan, I'm not thrilled about it. I'm willing to say, I agree with you, of like I'm not 100% convinced he's not the right hire. But if I had my druthers, I wouldn't pick him. I'm not picking, but I'm on board now. So you can't say you don't understand fans and how they feel. We're an emotional fan base. We well, haven't had a winning season problem. in six. You have it like. I'm the, not emotional when it comes to being a fan. I'm very pragmatic. Well, you and, are and better logical. than me. Wow. You I, are I look awesome. at this objectively and I say, Okay, you're better than me. I t- I tend is, to get all in and all in my feelings about it. And I mean, I get my feelings about it. When it comes to making business decisions, I think you have to remove emotion out of it. And look, hey, you're not making Arth- business decisions. You're a fan at okay. the end of the day. If Arthur Blank was emotional about this and and twenty eight to three still bothered him to that level, he wouldn't be hiring the guy who did it to him. So clearly, this is more about business than it is about I hope emotion. I hope he's making business decisions because his business the last six years has not been great in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, especially. And the the lack of passion and the lack of feels is a real problem. So the fact that we are passionate about who we want our coach to be, I think that's a little win for Arthur Blank and what's going on at Flowery Branch. I really, really do. Well, I mean, he also doesn't believe that he's lost the fan base either, that the fan base hasn't I lost faith. I disagree with you. I think I, 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 he said that. I didn't say it. Well, I don't believe him. So I'll say that. I, I, you, you can read the room, and you were in the room when it happened. Hamilton reference. You're welcome. Ah. Um, that when he has to have that press conference because we fired our coach, we've got to make some changes. If you don't understand what's happening with the fans, I don't think you're, you're hearing it. Well, I, I tend to agree with you. And, again, Falcons fans need to wrap their head around two immutable things that are going to happen when Bill Belichick is announced. One, he's not giving up any control. 
He is going to run the show. He's going to run it his way. He's not taking this job to take a step back. That's just not the way it's going to work. That's number one. Number two is that Josh McDaniels is going to be the OC here with Bill Belichick. And oh, by the way, and, and, and you know, other people have said this, so I'm not breaking any news here or, or coming up with this, this holy wow idea, but there's a long track record of success with Bill Belichick as a coach and, and Josh McDaniels as an OC. In fact, the one year that Mac Jones got to the playoffs, it was Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. So it is a formula that works. McDaniels may be a bad head coach, and there are a bunch of guys out there who are just better coordinators than head coaches. Absolutely, McDaniels fits that bill. But for whatever reason, Bill and Josh work really well together offensively. Thomas Dimitrov, who worked for the Patriots for six years under Belichick and their scouting, and then, of course, you know him as our Falcons' former GM. He was on uh, Fan Nation, I believe, uh, TV YouTube cast yesterday with his feelings on Mr. Belichick. Bill Belichick at – Bill added an average of 1.5 points per game above his talent, including Brady. This is a concept that a lot of people might not be able to grasp, including Brady from 2000 to 2023, number one in the history of the league. And that's comparing to John Harbaugh at 1-4, Andy Reid at 1-3, and Dick Vermeil at 1-2. Like, this guy is on the top of his game still. I know people want to claim the the Tom Brady, and Tom's great. Two of the best at what they do. We get it. He's going into wherever he goes. He, I believe, is the man out there that can help bring an organization to win a Super Bowl in the next three or four years over anyone. I'm not saying others can't, but this is a man that you need to do that. And if you're an organization that are looking now and not looking to spend time to 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 build and grow into a situation, I mean, he's that guy for you, I think. I, I Look, I tend to agree. And for everybody who's talking about Bill and the personnel stuff and everything else, I think you're, you're running with a narrative where you're only focusing on a lot of the, the bust, particularly on the offensive side. And there may be a little bit of a blind spot on the offensive side. But if you look at the defensive players that he has put on his team the last couple of years, they're a bunch of studs. So there is no doubt that this defense, which is already good, should get to another level of being a top seven, top five defense next year, especially if he puts his, his – his, you know, personnel touch on it. My issue, and uh, Dayday, my our producer, was talking this morning about Ryan Nielsen's defense and how good they were. But it was cherry-picked for his system. Sure. Okay, so is Ryan Nielsen leaving stage yes. left? Okay, so is Bill that Belichick an, is running the an issue, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> I mean, right? I, I, I tweeted that out the day after the press conference that lost in all of this stuff that is happening is that Ryan Nielsen is likely gone. And the fact that they allowed him to... Uh, start to interview after telling people no is a little bit telling. I mean, you got to look at look, the way the dominoes fell. No, you can't interview. Interview with Belichick. Yes, you can interview. Interview with second, but second interview with Belichick. I mean, Great. you know, yeah. the progression of it seems to lead, and I'm not saying it's 100%, that Ryan Nielsen is going to take a job somewhere else. I mean, it could be one of those things that simply is, you know, Bill, do you want Ryan? Ryan, do you want Bill? And the answer both from mutual sides is no. I, I, that, that's okay. I, I don't think that that is a... Something that all of a sudden, you know, makes us worse. It's just the reality of it. I, I, Ryan Nielsen leaving, I feel like, you know, is, is a little bit of a, 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 a sad thing because he did such a great job in one year with this defense, but doesn't mean it can't be better under Jeremy Belichick. Jeremy Fowler reported Tuesday saying that in, um, Belichick had said he's interested in going to a talented yet underachieving team. That was, and, and that, by the way, circle that on your Falcons bingo card. <laughs> uh, that's the, <laughs> that describes like, you know, 
12 teams in the league, but that's neither here nor there. I don't care about the other 11. I'm saying that 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 if, if in fact, this is a talented underachieving and Bill Belichick, you know, okay, who's our quarterback? Well, okay, if I told you that Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick are not, and the organization does not want to pay Kirk Cousins because he's going to cost you, you know, and the contract's going to be guaranteed because he's gotten two guaranteed contracts, so he's not taking one that's less than that. So you're going to pay him $40 million for two years all against the cap. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes it a little bit untenable. Uh, what is Russell Wilson going to want? Do you believe that Bill Belichick and Russell Wilson can work together? I would argue that if Sean Payton couldn't work with Russell Wilson, Bill Belichick definitely can't work with Russell Wilson. Uh, I think that those two head coaches in the style that they do are pretty similar. Okay, so we don't have Kirk Cousins. Considering, by the way, Russell Sean Payton Wilson. came from Bill Parcells, who also okay, worked with Okay, so now we're down two. Who, is, who are we getting? I, I mean, I, you'd have to believe that Garoppolo is a prime target. He's not going to be the quarterback in Las Vegas anymore. That he would, he's cheap and, and beautiful. He, he ladies, is beautiful. He, he's gorgeous. Ladies and gentlemen, especially I mean, ladies. I mean, Garoppolo walks in the building. Right. That instantly makes me the second best looking man in the room. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, anyway, so uh, I kid, but uh, the point is, is that when Garoppolo stays healthy, he's been highly effective. You cannot argue with his success when he plays. It doesn't have to be sexy, it doesn't have to be over the top, and it's not. But the dude wins games because for a guy who's won over 65% of the games that he's taken a snap in in his career, that's worth noting. So uh, do I believe that, that it could be something that materializes? Yeah, because of the cost factor. And guess what? You know what else you can do if you get Garoppolo in here on a cheap? You put more other talent on the field around him, particularly on the defensive side, particularly in the offensive line. What, Justin Fields is out of the mix. Here's another, here's another way to know if Terry Fontenot has any actual clout in the room. If they go get Justin Fields, again, I'll go back to what changed from today to draft night three years ago when you passed I, on. I don't understand that argument at all because what? you've gotten now two years of— And nothing of, in two years has shown you that he is a high-level quarterback. That 21 draft class of Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, They're Zach all Wilson, Trey average. Lance, Mac Jones. They're all below Trevor average. Trevor Lawrence is below average? What is it? What oh, my s- God. I couldn't disagree with you more. And I'm going to tell you, Justin Fields is is second. I would that That's two of the five that have made it out of that 21 draft class. Tell me, what, tell me what Trevor Lawrence has. I have eyes. Trevor Lawrence is an NFL quarterback. That's my opinion. Had, I think Trevor Lawrence is special. Justin Fields. He only completed 55, 65% of his passes this year, 21 touchdowns, 14 picks in an 8-8 eight and eight season. I would take Trevor Lawrence yesterday at the Atlanta Falcons. I, I, I don't know what you think Trevor Lawrence is a bust. I didn't say he was a bust. I said he's average. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, what, what, what has he shown you that is above average? Explain to me. I have eyes. I, I have like eyes, he, too. I, I don't like see he, above I average. I would take him yesterday to be the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. Now, again, I really would. Maybe uh, I think Doug Peterson's a bad coach. So, okay. You know, I, I don't. <laughs> what, what, you think Doug Peterson's a good coach? I would take Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence yesterday with the Atlanta Falcons. And you'd be 8-8 eight eight again. Okay. You'd be 8-8 eight eight again. Oh, no, we were 7-10 again. Well, You're okay. Seven. It's you'd worse be eight, than you'd eight be 500. Eight. It's worse than it's 500. I mean, but, that, yeah. that's that's what they I'll have proven to be in two I'll years is 500. I'll die in that house. This hour of the show brought God to you by the <laughs> Serenity. Serenity.
God, this hour of the show is brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. One-day treatment, life-changing results, advancedhair.com. I will provide more serenity for Sandra, except Dear the Lord, exact opposite. Jesus. Dear Lord and baby Jesus yeah, is right. On the other side. Um, hey, guess what? The second biggest recruit in college football is on the move, and it's a bad sign for one big program. We'll tell you that next. Mark Zeno in for Steak Shapiro, alongside a very flustered Sandra Golden. It is the Steakhouse. Flustered in your dreams. <laughs> Here on Sports Radio 1990 Game. Welcome back to the Steakhouse. It is Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com, the Odyssey app. Take us with you wherever you go on your phone because phones are life and they will be with us forever. Which brings up a great point. How long do you think you could go without using your phone? Everybody in the room, like, think about it. Could you go a day? Could you go a week? Could you go an entire month without your phone? I mean, I have done that just when I was deployed. There was no reason to have a phone, so I've lived without. For how long? A year. No telephone? Nobody. You, it was before kids, right? Before you were married? Before my before kids, family. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But Guys. there was no, there was, you know, I, like that's when they actually had roaming charges. Yeah. <laughs> right. Way back in the day. Sure. Way back in the day. But yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I had a phone in Baghdad, but I never used it. Although I will say this much funny story. People, the day that bin Laden got killed, I was in Iraq, and I woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning, which was midnight the night before in East Coast time. My phone was buzzing nonstop. Like, it woke me up because it was buzzing so much because there were so many text messages. And I woke up to the news, and everybody kept asking me, are you coming home now? Are you coming home? I go, the dude was in freaking Pakistan. I'm in Baghdad. I'm nowhere near the freaking. Why would I be leaving? But anyway. Well, they were hoping to have you home. Yeah, no. I'm bringing this up, gentlemen, because Siggy's, uh, I don't know if you eat that kind of yogurt. That's a, it's a yogurt brand, healthy, all that good stuff, is going to pay $10,000 to seven people that will give up their phone for 30 there days. There you go. 10000 Let's go. I'm in right now. You could Siggy's, do it. wherever you are. You could do it, right? Okay, now that means. Do I still have a landline? That means your kids? Yes. Okay, let's say they're. You still have a landline. You still have a computer. Right, right, right. Well, so my mom and dad can call. That's what yeah. I said. I couldn't do it because of my mom. But I think their point hey. being, Day-Day, is get off Instagram, get off scrolling. Yeah, I was going to say, if it's all about social media and all that stuff, 30 days without the phone, I could definitely do that. Right, right. Um, there, There's a I, long list of things I could do for tenure, Ryan. <laughs> I think I could do it. I, I, I get aggravated with myself with that phone always. It, it drives me crazy. Exactly. And it drives me. I was watching last night. I told you we were out to supper. And I watched this whole table of... Women, they were out together. Every single one of them were on their phone. And I just thought, gosh, what a shame that they're missing out on. I, I will I never fun. forget one of the, one, this was, you know, had to be about 10 years ago. You know, remember when, um, you know, phone, obviously your phone lights up when you get a text message or whatever. Yeah. We, we started this game years ago. We would all go out to the bar, a bunch of guys and girls, and we would all sit there around the table, and everybody would put their phones face up in the center of the table, right? And of course, you know, we'd all be sitting there drinking. Your phone would light up or it would buzz or you'd get a notification. And the idea was that if you picked up your phone to check it, you had to buy the entire table around a shot. Yeah. Yeah, we've done that and, before, and whoever gets on. But right. I, that's a better way to do it. Then we would just, like, if you grab the, your phone, you're paying the bill. Like, the, idea, the bill's on you. Have y'all ever done that? No, Never crazy. done that. But, you know, it's crazy that you say that because one of the worst things that I think is always interesting is when people are on dates. 
and both of them are on the it's phone. It's like, well, you're not yeah, dating because yeah, you you're sitting on out. your phone. The you date's not going well. Date. No. The yeah. date's not going well. And families. Yes. That drives When I was working in restaurants, that became like, I hate I, I hated the phone, cell phones because of that. You go yeah. to a restaurant, you see a family of four, kids included, and all four of them are on a, some kind of device. Right. Yeah. But you can literally see people start to like, Get jittery when the phone. But what if that's so and so? What if draw, like you know man. one of my one of my friends who was a female like I was talking to. What if it's him? What if it's him? <laughs> He's going to wait. Is what the answer is. Yeah. You know. And then we would do like literally we would do like a literally uh, after like an hour or so we'd call a sixty second break, right? Where everybody could pick up their phone for sixty seconds and you'd have a chance to send like one text message or in case and of then an put emergency, it back down. Like I get that. Right. Okay. The other thing that's happening at tables and this just happened last Friday night. We were at a restaurant at the lake. And it's kind of crowded, so it's it's noisy anyway. Get that noise. Well, all I hear is the let it go, let it go. Jane and Jim Doe have now set up their kid with this iPad that is on full on noise. Like, isn't? And I just I get it. You're trying to entertain your kid, but I said I think maybe we should turn the iPad down to where it's it's that loud and disruptive in a restaurant. Yes. Right or uh, give them some kids. headphones. Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, my or kids, get a babysitter. The, the volume is cannot a better be better answer. Mm-hmm. I don't mind taking my kids out. No, I mean, I'm, they, I'm they, playing. Yeah, I don't mind taking my kids out in public, although they are terrorists. They are Hamas and Taliban. Is their nicknames? Um, well, that's sweet. <laughs> just call it like you see it. Um, but you know, when they bring, if, if sometimes uh, they just let them have technology there for the yeah. sake of, I'd like to enjoy a meal without being. Yes. You know. Yes. If I'm going to go out to eat, I want to enjoy the meal and not have to play referee for 15 minutes. Have the walking up to other people's tables, right. running to the bathroom, doing playing dodgeball and inside. You know, I just, you know, sometimes if they just lock in on that for 20 minutes, it's not the end of the world. I, I totally understand, but there's a way to do it so you're not disrupting others, right? So, all right. So I don't have kids, as you know, so I'm not meaning to be ugly, but I'm also like, all right, I'm trying to drink my $12 martini. So if we could turn down Elsa, I would appreciate it. <laughs> Speaking of kids. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's a really catchy tune. I'm not gonna lie. Even the even, the, even the boys like it. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, speaking of kids, uh, we have news on one kid who's on the move right here in the tailgate. It's time to tailgate. No, we tailgate. Taking a look around the world of college sports. This is the tailgate on the Steakhouse. Brought to you by All Four Seasons Garage and Entry Doors. Big enough to serve, small enough to care. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. All right, my queen. My friend Wes Blankenship might have had the best tweet of the morning. Oh, boy. Where he said, a dry January keeps getting worse and worse for everyone in Tuscaloosa. As the news comes out this morning, Alabama freshman quarterback Julian Sayan, the top-ranked quarterback in the class of 24, quarterback. is intending to enter the NCAA transfer portal. So, so the dude hasn't played a game yet at Alabama. He's already entering the transfer yeah. portal. So I immediately went to the guru and the know, know-it-all of all things college football and recruiting, Rusty Mansell, said this is about as big a deal as you can possibly imagine. So he's from California. His choices coming out in this order were Georgia, Alabama, and LSU. He doesn't have any, any sort of hints of where he's planning to go. But Barrett Salee on Twitter also made such a great argument, if you guys follow him, also friend of show. Why is everybody in Alabama shocked that this is happening? The greatest college football coach of all time decided a week ago that he's leaving. So it, there, this has upset the axis of all things college football. If you can enter and explore what's out there, why wouldn't you? I would tell my kid, too, like, wait a minute. You're going to have options. Were you going to Alabama for Nick Saban? Likely. Likely. 
So I think once the dust settles, maybe every may come back, but may go. But this was this was going to happen again. And the other component of this that we keep forgetting is that these are not adults with life experience. They're fickle kids. And I don't say there's a pejorative, but at 18 on one day, I wanted this. And two days later, I wanted something else because, oh, I don't know. I was 18. You know, these are, these are young kids who don't have, you know, a, a the ability to kind of hold their water in a sense. When they're presented with something they don't like, I'm just going to move on to something I well, do like. Well, Julian Sayan is enrolled at Tuscaloosa for this semester. So that's where I even say, like, gosh, can you imagine a parent and your kid and what it takes and the emotional and you're all in and you move and across country and now you're in Tuscaloosa and all of a sudden now I'm in it. Now my coach left and I got to figure this all out as I watch the door just continual, you know, everybody's leaving. <laughs> From 18-year-old kids to 25-year-old men who still want to be in college. <laughs> What's next? Y'all, uh, let me just finish up with one more thing. Okay, Austin sorry. Mack from Washington uh, is coming to Alabama. So that is in play here. So maybe that tells you that Kalen DeBoer has, has a wink-wink nod with Austin Mack transferring over. I don't know. Just keep your eye on it. I'm not so surprised by any of it. And Alabama, you will settle in. Like Mike Johnson during the handoff, if you've heard him say, it just feels like we kind of need a big win, which would mean whatever you know player decides to stay or in a team meeting, we're all going to bond together. So you're just not getting a ton of sympathy because you have been king of the hill for so long. Um, also, you're reading that Alabama has contacted Georgia's director of recruiting relations, David Cooper, to gauge, gauge his interest in taking the same position in Tuscaloosa. That's kind of the headline is bigger than the story um, because I talk again, Rusty said Cooper has a job that's off the field. It's kind of a more of an office job, right. relations kind of deal. He'll likely get a nice raise. He's from Georgia. So don't, you know, the headline shouldn't scare you at all that everything is going to be okay. Um, the system is flawed. And <laughs> what you were referring to, uh, Cam McCormick at the University of Miami is the first kid to get an approval for his ninth year of playing college football. He was at Oregon for seven years, transferred to Miami, was able to stay again. He's had a ton of injuries and wink, wink, nod, nod. Okay. You can stay for your ninth year. He's the Van Wilder of college football. Uh, Touche. Yeah, that's there's just something on the surface that's wrong about it. When I say wrong, I don't mean like morally wrong. I mean, he wants to stay in school. But like you said, the system is flawed. The system is broken. It's one of those things like if you can't get it done in six, you're out. You're done. I, I kind of Period. agree. I, I do agree with you. He's had six surgeries because of football it. injuries. But I also think about the kids coming up. Like you're taking somebody else's spot, and this isn't a, a nine-year program. Right. This a six there, is there's a, a lot. There's an 18-year-old walk-on who wants to be the next Rudy to bust his butt and earn a spot on the team that might not get there. Right. Because you've been hanging around college for a decade. Right. Like, let it go, man. Like again, don't this... bring up let it go. Let it oh, go. Oh, sorry. That, yeah. <laughs> We're not going back there. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I just feel like, this, again, the system is so It's the flawed. same thing with the transfer portal. Like, I wish they would just institute you get two transfers. That's it. Right. You can enter the transfer portal twice, which means you can at most play at three schools in four years of eligibility. That's it. Stop making this an every year thing. I agree Force, with you. At, at some point, when there's starting to be money involved with NIL, you have to put some guardrails on it. And I'm not necessarily saying limit what they can make. What I'm saying here is that force them into a decision that is actually an adult decision. So you, you, if you missed once, fine. We'll give you a second shot. You get a third, that's it. Right. After three strikes, you're out. He's uh, Oregon and Miami, I told you. He's played for five different head coaches. 
He's caught passes from six different quarterbacks. The first pass he ever caught was from Justin Herbert, who's been in the NFL now for four seasons. Like, scratch your head moment, right? Man. I know. I mean, what's it like if you're the, Nobody wants to hang out with the old guy when you're in college. So true. He must have no social life. Right. Either right. that or he's going partying at places where the college kids don't go. Um, we must mention Cliff Kingsbury also. Yeah. Being, let's, with the college tie-in there, who is now interviewing with... The Chicago Bears. And look, if the Bears get Caleb, Cliff, so yeah. follow the bouncing, yeah. If the Bears get Cliff Kingsbury, it pretty much locks in. I think that Caleb Williams is going to be their number one pick. That's yeah. the whole reason they're interviewing him. I agree. I agree. So. All right, that's your tailgate. Uh, we'll break in with any other uh, exciting news if Georgia happens to la- land Caleb Downs. So here we go. All right, coming up next, why Falcons fans need to let go of the idea <laughs> that somebody else will be the coach here other than Bill Belichick. We'll discuss it next. Mark Zeno for Steak Shapiro alongside Sandra Golden. It's a Steakhouse. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com and the Odyssey app.